Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve even deeper and are almost finished with our series, The Hills Have Size. So exciting. Um, today we're going to be discussing Season 5, Episode 8, Father of the Bride. Yeah, way to give it all away, MTV. Yeah. And I, that tells us who the visitor was, that tells us they're getting married, they really kind of shot their wad on that one. It tells us exactly what the end of the episode is. I don't get yeah. why they did that. Um, and now I have a ton of house cleaning. Okay. Um, oh wait, I had this all pulled up and then it disappeared. No! Damn it! I was so prepared. Okay, I'm prepared again. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so uh, first of all, I want to thank everyone for the outpouring of support and feedback on the podcast rebrand. Um, we got so many people reached out on Instagram and Twitter and even Facebook, and we can't thank you guys enough. It like means so much to us that you're on board and that you're. Um, Involved with it, with with all of us. So uh, let us start with. Okay, is this correct? I'm so mad because you guys, I had all of this pulled up and ready, and then when I pulled up my Twitter thing, um, it completely started over from the beginning and ruined me. Um, all right, so let's start with uh, our first tweet is from Lee, our one of our Australian listeners, Lee Fenn, who we love, love, love. Yep. Um, she says, so excited for the rebrand, guys. Love one season concept, too. It means I'll be able to quickly catch up any shows I've missed in their entirety. Let's face it, one season only usually means they're complete trash, so there will be so much more to discuss, which is very true. It is. Um, and then she has an um, Australian contender um, called The Shire... Ooh. That was an Australian offshoot of the Hills, basically. And except they admitted, I looked it up a little bit, so they it looks like they admitted theirs was a little more scripted. Um, but it looks good. It I'm, looks good. I'm into that because I'm from New Hampshire, and at times we called it the Shire. Yeah, she says, I, I'll have to think about some AU one season reality. We tried our hand at a Hills spinoff in 2012. This was absolutely appalling. Maybe it could be a contender. So I definitely added it to the list. I'm intrigued. Um, let's see. Da, da, da. She says, it was a very big deal in 2012, quite the controversy. It's also terrible. <laughs> I might go back and watch an app to make sure it's even worth it and not too embarrassing to my fellow people. Oh, and also, Lee, I have not forgotten about you. I'm still working on um, finding you a good copy of Kel on Earth. Um, basically, well, I can tell all of you. It doesn't matter. I think I've just said this before. Yeah. So I have a jailbroken Amazon Fire Stick, and I'm pretty sure you can watch it on there. Um, mine needs to be updated. I was I just tried to look it up to see if it was on the Fire Stick. Mine won't let me look anything up right now. I have to send it back to be reprogrammed. I'm just waiting in this next two-week period to do that. So as soon as I do, I'm going to look up Hell on Earth, see if it's on there. If so, Lee, I will be sending you the link over DM. Um, so you can order one for yourself. I'm assuming they ship to Australia. It's an American company. If not, you can probably buy one in Australia. I would imagine people jailbreak them there as well. Yeah. Um, but I will send you all the links and everything. So I have not forgotten about you, Lee. And Kel on Earth is for sale on Amazon. It's one ninety nine an episode, or it's nine ninety nine for all eight episodes. Yeah, but I, can you? Is Amazon international? Like I know it's international, but can you buy the same things in different countries? I don't know. I would guess probably not. Um, but I am working on it. Um, and then Felicia Tapper, who's at Felicia Tapper on Twitter, tweeted us and said, oh my God, I second Gallery Girls and Princesses Long Island, also putting in a vote for Audrina. 
Oh, I watched that. Because it was one season, right? Was it just one season? Oh, thank God it was Oh, speaking one. <laughs> of which, I have some bad news for friend of the podcast and friend in real life, Diana Metzger. Um, I looked up Newport Beach, and it is two, two seasons. seasons. Yeah. So, sorry, Diana. Womp womp. Um, and then Colleen Land- Landlot, or Landolt. Sorry, Colleen. I'm an idiot when it comes to pronouncing people's names. Um, at Colleen Landlot, Landolt. Um, L-A-N-D-O-L-T. Why don't you just refer to her by her first Colleen. name? Colleen. Well, because that's her Twitter name. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, uh, she's, her, she votes for Princesses of Long Island, Game of Crowns, Secrets and Wives, Real Housewives of Auckland. I will continue to dig deeps into the depth of my degenerate memory for more obscure choices. Let's, get the, let's keep this crazy train going. Yeah. Um, and I was very excited that we could do a Housewives. Like I, I know. Because I think the only one seasons are <laughs> Auckland and D.C. And D.C. was terrible. Um, yeah, please don't anyone vote for that. And then Mallory, who's at Mallory EC19, tweeted to let us know she's so excited for the new pod format. If y'all are going to do an epic one season reality shows, you have to do Pretty Wild because that show was truly incredible. So, Avi, of wow. course. Um, and then uh, Colleen also wrote back and said, I think DC was only one season two. Too bad. It may have. It may unfortunately be of only interest to us locals, and I'm not even sure about that. And we discussed how it fucking sucked and made me embarrassed to be from DC. Um, and then Chris M um, at Mask C1 tweeted and said, So excited for the new podcast format. Not sure if NYC Prep was just one season, but I'd love to hear what you all did say about that hot mess that I love. Thanks for all the laughter. Thank you, Chris. And Chris also tweeted to let me know that we actually know each other. I did not realize this. He is a good friends, or at least was anyway, I'm sure they still are, with my friend Mike. Um, my friend Mike moved to Dallas for a time and moved back. He and Chris were friends in Dallas. Chris came here to visit for his birthday, and I met him at Secrets. Actually, this was years ago. Awesome. So, yeah, I didn't realize. So, howdy, Chris. Good to talk to you again. And um, next time you're in D.C., let me know. We'll hang out. And if you talk to Mike, tell him I said hi. Um, he also says, and of course, Cal on Earth will be epic. You guys make my hour commute to work so much more enjoyable. That was the sweetest thing. Yeah, so nice. Um, and then Sleazy T, our fave, Taylor yeah. Anderson, um, says, yes, pretty wild. I've already suggested NYC Prep, Gallery Girls, and even though it's one season, Cal on Earth. Um, let's see. Uh, Heather Johnson, Gloom Cookie, um, wrote us and said, Oxygen had a show called Brooklyn 11223, group of friends in that zip code. I think I'm the only person that saw it, but at the time I really enjoyed it, and there was a cheating scandal. Also, Secrets of Aspen, which I believe was on VH1. Damn, where can I find these? Ooh. Um, Firestick, Heather. Firestick. Um, and let me know if you need the link before to buy it. Um, and she very sweetly said, honestly, I'm down to listen to whatever you choose to record about. If I can't find the episodes to watch along with you, I'll just use my imagination. Which was amazing. <laughs> and um, I also I tweeted her back and said, I feel like Mayor does a great job of describing all the episodes that we're watching. There's actually quite a people who listen to this podcast who've never watched The Hills. Um, it's and true. they seem to be able to follow what's going on. So I said, thank God for Mare's descriptions. I think anyone could follow along. Heather also said, I came very close multiple times to buying Princesses Long Island because Ben from Watch What Crappen speaks so highly of it. If you guys end up covering that, that'll be the scale tipper. I'll definitely have to buy it. Um, and then finally, she said, speaking of Debbie Gibson's Electric Youth, I had the perfume of the same name, so it smelled super sweet and fruity, like candy and fruit punch, which does not surprise me at no, all, no. in the least. Um, okay, and then I already talked about Chris. Um, 
Let's see. More Pretty Wild. All of these responses then, made me so excited. I know, me too. And then the albino wino tweeted yes. us and said, one of the girls from Gallery Girls was in her sorority. Hashtag yes. boots on the ground. So we're definitely going to have to force her at gunpoint to give us some intel. I forgot. It's the girl that... So my friend doesn't have that much intel on her. Her sorority is really big. And I think they were a few years apart. So when she says sorority sister, it just means they were in the same house in life. Um, But it's also one of the girls on Gallery Girls that's, I don't want to say boring, but she's just one of the ones that's filmed the least. Okay, so she's not like a drama sister. Yeah, but Lauren may know a thing or two about her. And then Diana Metzger, who I already mentioned, he's been on the podcast before, wrote, I vote for 8th and Ocean and NYC Prep. I loved 8th and Ocean. Wow, good one. Um, let's see. <coughs> then, um, Heather tweeted us, uh, this is not a drill, about um, Heidi and Spencer's <coughs> new podcast, Makes Spidey Famous Again. Yes. And we're actually going to discuss that at, um, next episode. Yes. At, um, house cleaning, because we wanted to save some house cleaning for next, because we're going to do two today. And you guys, I've fallen on the sword, and I've listened to all of the episodes that are live, so... Um, and then Felicia Tapper sent me the, or sent us the most amazing picture saying who could ever forget Lynn Patridge, um, with this awesome picture of Audrina's mother, I'm assuming from the show, like in a crouched position, smoking a ciggy, like yelling at someone. I think that's a famous TMZ clip when she got kicked out of a club or something. Well, yes, it's Hollywood.tv. So yeah, yeah. but so Mm -hmm. I'm kind of excited about that. Um, then I completely (coughs) shit the bed and posted some fake news about who was on Celebrity Big Brother. Oh, and yeah. the list I found was completely and totally wrong. Brody is not going to be on it at all. Tragedy. I'm very disappointed about that. Um, my arch nemesis, Ross Matthews, is going to be on instead. <laughs> um, but I will be watching it anyway. Uh, Chris M. tweeted us that he got 11 minutes into the Spidey podcast and couldn't listen to it. Heather said she listened to the whole thing and doesn't think she'll be able to do it again. Yep. <laughs> um, let's see. <coughs> uh, that was more... Okay. Um, um, Heather sent us an amazing, amazing picture. I retweeted it of Heidi breastfeeding with her. Her boobs are literally bigger than her baby's head. Like yeah. it's insane in the membrane. Yeah. Um, well, she talks about it a lot on their podcast. And then Sleazy T tweeted us and said, I finally got to listen to last week's episode, Damn PA School Medicine Life, and love my shout out, which makes y'all famous in my book. Plus the name doesn't change how much I love the podcast. Hashtag Sleazy T. Hashtag NYC Prep for After Kel on Earth. So good. Um, And I think you're probably definitely getting your wish, Taylor. Yeah. A lot of people. I have a feeling NYC Prep is definitely going to be next. But I'm also very excited that we have enough feedback to podcast for about 10 years. Oh, for sure. Um, well, I, I have something to say about that. A minute too, and I'm done. Um, and then she wrote, Oi, that means I have to watch that show. I'll have to binge when I don't have four tests in a week. LOL. Sleazy T is committed to the pod. Um, <laughs> by the way, Sleazy T, um, I don't know what your medical journey is, but it involves being able to write prescriptions. You are my new best friend. <laughs> um, let's see. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Uh, let's, and then Heather was, and I were commiserating about how the fact that Brandy Glanville totally would have tried to bang Brody if they were on Celebrity Big Brother together. Um, and then Colleen wrote in and said, um, his sacrifice was for the greater good because that initial list was a nightmare about the initial list of, um, Big Brother contestants. Um, let's see. Um, oh, and then Taylor wrote to tell us that Smashbox is also a photo space studio. And I've watched White Chicks a million times because my mom is obsessed, so I feel the love. Um, although that makes me feel a little old, Sleazy T. Um, <laughs> <laughs> another great movie with jokes that never die is Fired Up. 
And I really appreciate you looking that up, Sleazy T, because I totally forgot. After last episode, I said I'd look it up, and I did not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then Lee wrote to us and said, it's another time for quote of the week, again, both regarding Stephanie, Frank with, um, that's what Winnie the Pooh does, and Mare with Lauren calling to her, like, trying to get a dog in the house. Yeah. Um, she also said she thinks it's a great idea for us to do the series finale, and she's having so much trouble in Australia finding a decent version of Kel on Earth, which I already covered. Um, um, oh, and then Heather told us Smashbox Studio has a really cute mural on it known as the Love Wall. Its script loves all over it. Yeah. Um, I, until this moment, always thought the script must have changed. This is Heather also. I always thought, until this moment, that the script must have changed her name to Train because I always swore they did that song. You just blew my mind and my theory. I know, Heather, I'm with you. They sound a lot like Train. Yep. Um, let's see. And then Kirsten Dunst. Uh, uh, Heather sent us a picture of Kirsten Dunst doing her pregnancy shoot, asking if we thought she was trying to compete with the Spidey maternity shoot. I would have to agree it's a similar picture. Um, Heather says she loved Justin Bobby's capri pants, striped socks, and combat boots, but she got married in a baby, <laughs> baby doll dress and combat boots, so my taste is questionable. And I had to write her back and say that I liked the combat boots and the striped socks. It was the capri pants I had a problem with because I was actually a goth in high school, and my go-to look was Raggedy Ann and Andy tights, like the black and white striped tights, with tight jean shorts over top of them. Yeah. Socks and creepers. Yeah. It was the bagginess of the capri pants that I had a problem with. Justin's capri pants were very Swiss Family Robinson, you know? Like, he'd been stranded on the beach too long, and the tide just washed away the bottom five inches of them. <laughs> and then Heather totally made me laugh because she read I wore my fair share of black lipstick and fishnet skirts too I wanted to hashtag this me too but that would not be taken well by the rest of the world <laughs> that's true yeah very true and very funny thank you Heather um, let's see is that it uh, yeah, so that's it since last time. So thank you guys so much. Like, it was amazing. We love hearing from you. Oh, oh, no, and I forgot, I forgot. Uh, one other person actually reached out to me on Facebook Messenger. Um, Brittany reached out to me on Facebook Messenger and said, my vote for TV shows is Laguna Beach Season 3. I know you're looking for one-season shows, but Laguna Beach Season 3 was a totally new cast, and they didn't get renewed, so it should count. It has always been underappreciated and deserves some love. And I said, I will bring it to Meredith and we'll discuss it. Thank you for the input. <clears throat> Which reminds me, we actually got a suggestion on Instagram as well. And that's my responsibility. So our friend Nicole suggested Tinsley Mortimer's one season show from 2010 called High Society. Um, I actually watched a couple episodes. It's pretty good. I did not watch it. And... It's only about eight episodes, and apparently it was canceled because of some racist things that one of Tinsley's friends says on camera. <laughs> nice. So that we should add that to the list, because that would be kind of fun for the current connection with Real Housewives. Well, and just so all of you know, and so Meredith knows, while I was waiting for us to record, I compiled a list. I just added that to it. We are currently at 15 shows. That's amazing. Yeah, so the list is... Um, Hell on Earth, The Shire, NYC Prep, Gallery Girls, Audrina's reality show, Princesses of Long Island, Game of Crowns, Secrets and Wives, Real Houses of Auckland, Pretty Wild, Brooklyn 11223, Secrets of Aspen, Eighth and Ocean, Princess of Malibu, and High Society. So great. And it's going to be so refreshing 
that after eight episodes, we get to move on and look up new people. And some are even less. I think Princess of Malibu is like six yeah. at that. We don't have to speculate whether Justin and Ardrina are dating for two years. <laughs> I cannot wait. So again, we're going to discuss uh, Heidi Sisters podcast at the notes uh, yeah. up top next episode. Yep. Um, but again, we, we cannot reiterate enough how much all of you mean to us and how your support has meant to us and how we love hearing from you and it's just been awesome and we just thank you all so much there were many clapping hands emojis sent back and forth between frank and i in the past few weeks it's been really great so all right so on to the episode father of the bride father of the bride yep any special things about the notes up top uh, Steph is an idiot. Messed up big time. Um, Audrina and Justin Bobby, um, <laughs> are over, and Audrina... For good. For good. And Audrina has decided to concentrate on work now. Yeah. What? Yeah. I wish my life was like that. Like, I'm just dating someone and worrying about things, and I haven't been to work in six weeks, so I'm gonna give it a shot. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I don't, I don't know. Um, and then of course we get a little spidey action. Special visitor. A special visitor. Yep. So we open the episode and we are at Chez Ambiel and Heidi says that her dad is coming. Not Tim, my stepdad, my real dad. I wonder who he's coming on. Ooh. <laughs> Let the shade throwing begin. Because he's a pervert. Um, yeah. Should we talk a little bit about like both you and I did research very, um, I did very little. Well, I mean, I did 10 minutes worth. But yeah. um, we can't... So, background Bill. for you who don't know, Bill Montag, for those of you who don't know, um, in 2015 was accused of incest... Um, and sexual molest- abuse. Yeah, sexual abuse and molestation of a 13-year-old, but it occurred in 1993. So, 90, 93 to 96. So, I'm assuming 13 to 16. Yeah. We don't know who this person's child is. Well, if it's incest, it must be niece, cousin, you know, someone relatively close. Could that close. count as a step? The step count? Because he remarried, so it could be someone from yeah. his new wife's family as well. But he's not blood-related to? Is that still, that's still incest, right? I don't know, actually. Legally, that could be a loophole. Incest might require blood relation. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But, um, well, though, no, I think, so say you were, even if they, okay, so say he and Darlene were still married. If he molested <coughs> one of Darlene's nieces and nephews, I think that would still be incest, even though they're not blood related. So it I, should be. I the don't sa- know. It should be the same for step. Either way, well, it doesn't. We're, we're splitting here. I'm splitting hairs. It also could be state by state. Who, yeah. Like so there either are some way, states who might be down. He with was that. accused of this. Um, the girl, I guess, came forward in 2015. He was arrested. The wife has the, left him. Yeah. Um, but we can't find what happened. Like we can't find if he, he was gone to trial, if he was convicted, if he was exonerated like there's no other other than the arrest he spent a week in jail and him being let out on bail that's all we can find out about it i've done a ton of googling um now what i did find out though is that heidi came out in support of him yeah and said she doesn't believe it that it's bullshit yeah um which oh yeah problematic heidi yeah, yeah um if you should also look up his mugshot because he literally looks like it's really sad. It's sad. He looks like if a newborn baby bird and the crypt keeper had a baby. He he looks like an old man struggling in jail. Like, it it was tough. Yeah. Not saying he doesn't potentially deserve that struggle, but it was rough to look at. Although, let's see, he's... I think he was like 67 or something when he was arrested. He's a little bit older. 
Oh, you're right. Because I was, I'm so sorry. I read that. I was thinking he was 67 in this episode. But you're right. He was only, but he was only 67. He looks 80. Yeah. In these pictures. Cowboy life, man. I guess so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's all we could find out. We don't know what his status is today. We do know that Heidi allegedly is okay with him. I'll be curious to see if she lets him around their child. I would not. Um, I don't, I wonder if she's still in touch with him. Do we know that? I mean, she was as of 2016. That was the one of the yeah. articles I found. Yeah. So, I don't know. But there it is, and that's why I'm making disgusting yeah. jokes about him. Because he is a pervert and gross. And I'm I think we ended up calling him Wild Bill or Buffalo Bill or something to that effect. I think we went with the cowboy angle as opposed to the pervert angle. Um, well, I actually <clears throat> have changed it up, and later on I've decided to call him Wild Bill Pervcock. <laughs> there you go. Perfect combo for yeah. you. Okay. So, Heidi tells Spencer that her real dad is coming and that he's never met a boyfriend before. I have a lot of questions about this. Okay. So, he's overprotective, allegedly. He's an old-fashioned cowboy dude. Manly man. A manly man. He's never met any of her boyfriends? Like, her high school boyfriend? What about the precious Colby? Yeah. Like, that doesn't make sense. And I don't know Colorado geography well, but how far is Steamboat Springs from Crested Butte? It's pretty far. Um... I think. Let's just check real quick. Because um, Crested Butte is kind of... I don't want to say it's in the middle of nowhere, because it's its not, but it's in the middle of the state. So, like, driving anywhere somewhere like that in Colorado, you have to drive around a mountain range. Yeah. So I think from Denver to Crested Butte took us four, four and a half hours. But by the way a bird flies, it would take, like, an hour tops. But I could still see... I mean, obviously... He must have come to visit Heidi and Holly sometimes. Um, yeah, I would think so. Let's see what the difference or is. Or she would... I mean, and I, Heidi seems like the kind to be like, Daddy, this is my boyfriend, Colby. Like, you'll... <laughs> I, you know, I mean, I can't... <laughs> my Google Maps is always set to walking directions, and I was like, 63 hours? <laughs> <laughs> it's a five-hour drive. Okay. Um... I just... I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me that he was... I mean, for proms, I, I, I feel like he... The whole overprotective dad plus never met a boyfriend didn't add up to me. Yeah, he must have at least, like, shook hands with one pimply teenage kid at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, So, then Spencer asks, did he freak out when we eloped in Mexico? And she said he totally freaked out. And you're going to have to ask his permission. But they're already married, and Spencer didn't ask his permission. And... I don't believe he probably even knew that she got eloped in Mexico. I mean, this is season five. We've never seen or heard from him until then. She's never mentioned her real dad. And I'm guessing that a cowboy in Steamboat Springs doesn't read Us Weekly. Yeah, so I don't, it just seems weird. Yeah, so then Heidi says, you're going to have to explain it to him. And Spencer asks if she has any pointers, and she said, yeah, be nice. (laughs) Spencer could use that pointer in life, honestly. And she says, you've never met a dad like mine. And then Spencer sarcastically says, it's going to be so much fun. Love you. And then Heidi yells, love you, as she leaves the condo. But we don't know where she's going. I guess it's one of her old-fashioned, like, put on lip gloss and go to work fakeouts. Uh, yeah. Okay. I have a feeling that she went outside, closed the door. <laughs> and then came back. Waited for five minutes until production was like, okay, we're done shooting. Come back in now. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. She looks pretty this episode. She really does. Oh, and I meant to say, 
Um, I was doing a little Instagrammy digging, um, and she and Spencer posted some pictures recently, and she was wearing, like, a green top. Uh-huh. Like, a forest green top. Uh-huh. She looks stunning. Oh, good. Like, she got her hair done. Like, her face... I mean, she looks really pretty. I... We'll talk about it more when we talk about their podcast, but, um, I think... I think Heidi's doing all right. Like... Well, I don't know. We'll get into that later. Well, I just meant, like, she doesn't, like, she her plastic surgery seems to have settled down. She actually had her hair done. Yeah. Let me see. That's her and her mom pretty recently. Yeah, she looks good there. Yeah, she and, does. And her hair still looks like dog shit, but her hair looked good in the picture I saw. Well, for one of the photo shoots with the baby, she got her hair done, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't like it there either. I like it. It's too long and straight. Like, the, the picture yeah. I saw was a little shorter. Maybe she put in some shorter extensions. She needs to take, like, six inches off that bitch. Yeah, she's having a Kyle Richards problem. Yeah. Who's grown her hair back. I know. It was so much better a little shorter. I know. Sidebar. Okay. So, then we go to the white tie affair video shoot. Cece, senora. <laughs> I was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Audrina is back working with Kiara. Yeah. Haven't seen her in a little bit. And Audrina says that she can't believe that they're working with the white tie affair again. So then we paused and we looked up when that was because we were getting it mildly confused with the red jumpsuit apparatus way back in like season two or three with Whitney and the jeans and whatever. That's not them. This is from early season four when... Episode six. Yeah. Um, and it's when Stephanie goes outside with the guy from the band and they talk about his nipple piercings and have this weird flirtation. So at the Roosevelt. Yes. Audrina is telling Kiara that Stephanie and Sean hit it off. I don't know that I would go as far to say they hit it off. They flirted, I guess. I say it's a hit off. Okay. Um, so then of course Stephanie is coming by the photo shoot to say hi to this guy. She hasn't seen him. What a year who's in a band and probably doesn't remember her because he probably sleeps with a lot of people. Um, but Stephanie, in her defense, he did remember her. That's true. Um, and the rest of the band remembered her, which leads me to believe that they fucked. (laughs) Um, and I, this is the one, you're not going to hear me say this often, but this is the one time I would have done the exact same thing. Fair. I would have wanted to see a video shoot. I just would have wanted to see the, like the, music guy that I banged a year ago. He's again. not cute, though. But he's famous, or he was then. Okay. Fame so, trumps everything. So then Audrina tells the members of the band who are standing there that Stephanie's coming by, and one of them says, oh, Sean will be excited. And then we see part of the song and part of the video shoot, whatever. And then Audrina and Kiara are talking, and Audrina says, guys in bands are so promiscuous. It's way too hard. Because... Spoken from experience, I'm sure. Yeah, so Kiara says she's never dated someone in a band, and Andrina says, I have, and it's way too hard. Girls just throw themselves at them, which I feel like that's true when you're famous in general. Yeah, she said it's too hard when they go on tour. Yeah. So then Stephanie shows up, and she's pretending that she's late, but you're not technically late when, like, there's nothing. (laughs) You're not responsible for everything, (laughs) you know? Like, she's just there to observe. She's not really late. Well, she's probably late to meet them. Yeah, and she says, I couldn't get out of work. Which, honestly, and this is where, and I'm going to talk more about it later, Yeah, that Lauren is 
dropping the ball and being kind of a cunt. Like, yeah. if you have been told to fire your friend guillotine style, like, ASAP, Why is and she, your friend, like, wants to go to a video opposite. shoot, you'd be like, hey, actually, I have to let you go anyway. So, like, go ahead and go to your video shoot. Like, peace out. Or, I was curious if this was the same outfit that Stephanie had on the day that Kelly was in the office. And I'm sure it wasn't. No, it yeah. definitely wasn't. Yeah. So then Audrina says, remember Stephanie? And there's a little exchange. He did remember her. They hug. Then we talk about how Stephanie was just in Chicago. I guess that's where the band is Last from. Last week, yes. Yeah. And then they all agree to hang out that night after the shoot. So then we go to Shutters on the Beach, which is, I guess, a big hotel in Santa Monica. Or Malibu, maybe. I think it's Santa Monica. It looks like Santa Monica. Yeah, it said Santa Monica, actually. So then Spencer and Heidi meet up with Wild Bill. Pervcock. Yeah. And his wife, Terry. Who's left him. Yes. Ex-wife, Terry. And he looks like he's a cowboy going skiing. Like, the shape of his jacket. I don't even, like... And this comes up, too, later on. He, You're right. He's dressed like... It almost looks like the inside of that jean thing is shearling. Yes. It's he's in California. I know. In the summer. Yeah. So, well, it might actually be winter, though, because their wedding is technically in April, I think. Still... Okay, I'm sorry. So, it's 72 degrees instead I, of 87. I, I know. I mean... <laughs> so, but the weird thing is... And I don't... I can't... I can't be surprised about a cowboy from Steamboat Springs being unfashionable. That's not entirely fair. But the jacket is just so 90s. Like, his shoulders look like they're five feet wide, and then the waist looks like it's, you know, teeny tiny, and it's got this big billowy flap in the back, and it's red, and he's wearing Carhartts, and a cowboy hat indoors. It's a lot of look. It's a lot. It, it fits the profile. Cow, you know, Heidi didn't sell the cowboy angle short, that's for sure. So then Heidi says, this is Spencer, first boyfriend you've ever met. Dead silence around the table. Also, not your boyfriend, your husband. Yeah. Fiance. I don't think boyfriend is the accurate word for him anymore. I don't get it. So, and I have more to say about that later because I've done some more digging as we finish the series. So... Then Spencer says, well, I heard this great story from Holly, how she had a boyfriend when she was eight, and you said you were going to pull his esophagus out. (laughs) Which is also uncomfortable and not that funny, but... Especially, you don't, I mean, obviously we know he doesn't have a good record with children, because we've established that, but that's, you don't say that to an eight-year-old. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's inappropriate on 10,000 levels. Yeah. So, then... Buffalo Bill says, or Wild Bill. Wild Wild Bill. Sorry. Wild Bill says, you know, what about this elopement? And Spencer goes, oh yeah, Mexico. All I have to say is stay away from tequila. And I'm getting really tired of Spencer representing their Mexico wedding that way. Because when we talk about it in a few episodes, he has sung a very different tune about it after the hills ended. So the fact that he played this up and just made it seem like it was this wasted tequila spur of the moment thing is complete crap. Well, and also you don't, if you want to impress your future father-in-law, you don't do it by saying like, I got shit housed and married yeah. your daughter. Like you, I, I would be downplaying the excessive drinking. Or you just say we had too much fun in Mexico and we decided to, you know, you just, you we phrase it. We got caught up in the moment on yeah. vacation. 
You yeah. don't be like, yeah, I drank a bottle of tequila and then <laughs> yeah. decided to marry your daughter. Yeah, so then, you know, while Bill says he has a shotgun, be careful. And then Spencer says, well, I'm trying to be on my best behavior after this fallout with Darlene. So now we've gone back, way back, to Darlene being upset with Spencer over punching Cameron, is what he's talking about suddenly. Yes. Darlene's still mad about that? Sure. Apparently. Well, I also don't, like, this whole I brought my shotgun thing is bullshit, because did they drive? I mean, you can check a shotgun, for sure. You can fly with one, you can check it. But why would you go on vacation to Southern California... And, ch- and you have to pay to do that. It's, it's not free. Just, it's just like his it's, weird sense of humor. I don't know. But so, I think they want us to believe that he actually brought his shotgun with him. It's stupid. Stupid. So then Spencer says, well, I think Darlene says that I remind her of you. Meaning, why Which is Bill. smart on his part. Like, that's a good way to explain why he's not getting along with the mother and endear himself right. to the father. So he earns some points by saying that. Yeah. And then... So then he tells the story of Cameron, and then Spencer says, well, I massaged his face a little bit. And Wild Bill actually loves it. Yeah. And he says, well, you got to look out for your family. And, you know, that's the rule in the West. And then Spencer says, I'll have to move to the West then. Um, you live in California. I realize they're a little different, but... That is technically the furthest west you can get in the nation. Yeah, I wrote that as well, too. I'm like, any further west and you just be in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. So then, Wild Bill basically says that, you know, in Colorado, they blow off steam by killing some rattlers and coyotes. And Spencer says, this beats Darlene's advice any day. I feel like his motto is probably shoot first and touch children later. (laughs) Oh, God. But the funny thing is, is that I feel like Spencer... And we know this from the last season that we're not going to be watching or discussing, that he does kind of have this weird vigilante military cowboy type streak to him. He probably would love to go to Colorado and blow some shit up. I'm sure. He's, the crystals and hummingbirds thing is really like his soft side, but he does have a weird like... Well, he has been very upfront about the fact that if he wasn't doing this, he would be a member of Delta Force. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Like, that's just, like, an option you can select. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Delta Force. Check. Yep. Yeah. Any more notes about first meetings? No, I feel like they really glanced over Terry, the stepmom. Um, she didn't really get to say much of anything. Nope. She's just holding and it And also, all I would like to know why they're there. It wasn't like, oh, we're here to see Heidi. And where's the fuck is Holly? Where's his other daughter? Doesn't want to see her? I don't know. Um, what's the purpose of this trip? Like, they never, they never once say that. And cowboying is lucrative. It's a nice hotel on the beach in Santa Monica. Uh, I'm sure production paid for that. I'm just saying. They made it seem like cowboying had some dough. Well, even if production didn't pay for that, I'm sure Heidi paid for that. Ranching, there actually is money in ranching. Like, in raising cattle and all that kind of stuff. Anyway. So, then we go to STK. And Brody and Lauren are having dinner. And it's boring. It's really boring, and I love that Lauren's taking work advice from Brody, who is someone who's never had a job a day in his life. Yeah, what is that? And I'm... Brody needs to shut up. His whole thing for, like, two seasons now has just been hashtag told you so. Yeah. And he actually says it. Yep. So she she tells Brody about how she has to fire Stephanie, and he says... Um, well, another I told you so. Lauren says, lesson learned. I hope it doesn't ruin our friendship. 
And Brody says, well, that's the risk you take. And sometimes, No, because before she could say that, he says, that's the end of that friendship. Oh, he's the one who said it. And then he says, that's a risk you take, and sometimes you just have to suck it up. Excuse me, Brody? Also, Brody, who's never had to suck anything up in his yeah. life. Yeah, Captain Silver Spoon over here. Lauren at least busts her ass for her own sake. Like, what do you do? Yeah. Why don't you go back to DJing and drinking Red Bull? He's really working my nerves. So then we go to Bigfoot Lounge. Lodge. Lodge. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, that place did not look like a lounge. (laughs) It kind of reminded me of the Big Hunt in D.C. A little, but even the Big Hunt isn't that woodsy. I mean, it was like a log cabin. Yeah, but doesn't the Big Hunt have some, like, animal heads on the walls and shit? Yes. Yeah, it does. They have antlers and stuff. In the basement, I think. Oh, God, I forgot they have a basement. Yeah, in the basement. Ugh. I haven't been down there since I was, like, 22. Thank God. I, it's been at least 15 years since I've entered the Big Hunt. I actually went, like, five years ago, and it felt really odd. Anyway. So, Audrina and Stephanie are having drinks with the white tie affair, or two guys, Chris and... Sean, Sean. Nipple rings. And they're having fun in LA. Stephanie lives in Hollywood. Audrina lives in the hills. And then they talk about how they come through town so often. And Stephanie says, you should stay a while. Audrina has an extra room. And Audrina looks horrified and said, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. Calm down, Stephanie. No, Stephanie said that. Yeah. No, Stephanie said, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. Oh, I thought Audrina did. No, it was Stephanie because, no, she said, Audrina has a room. And they said, Stephanie, don't you have a room? You don't have room for us? And Stephanie's like, I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Oh, okay. Um, But I want to talk about some fucked up timeline shit. Yes, well, so I was about to say, when they sit down, the guys say, we ordered some drinks. Yep. So then after this short conversation about where do you live, an extra room, whatever... The other guy, Chris, puts an empty drink in the air. Audrina raises her empty drink, and they say, don't, um, let's go get some more drinks. And they both shake their empty drinks at one another. So they've been there, I would say, for at least 20 minutes. Yes. Minimum, if not longer. Yes. And MTV's making us think they were there for uh, a minute. Yeah. A minute and a half. Yeah. So then... Junior High comes to life, and Audrina gets up with this other guy to give Stephanie and uh, Sean some alone time at the table, I guess. Fine. It felt like when you're at the movies, and then, like, you go to the bathroom so your friend can, like, make out for a few minutes or something. It was odd. So, Audrina and Chris leave the table to go refill these now-empty drinks, and Sean says, So what's Audrina's story? Is she seeing anyone? And I thought he was implying that he wanted to bang Audrina, but maybe he was asking on the other guy's behalf. Yeah, I I assumed he was asking on the other guy's behalf. So then he says to Stephanie, what about you? And Stephanie says, I'm kind of dating, but that's it. Okay. And then when she asks Sean what his deal is, he says, I have something pretty solid at home. Which is the vaguest way ever of saying, I have a girlfriend. So Stephanie says, oh, she lives with you? And he says, something like that. Is that a dude thing? It's a douche thing. Yeah. Something like that? And he continues to be evasive. Like, the more questions she asks, the more vague and evasive he is about it. Yeah, so Stephanie says, well, you should probably zip it. You're kind of a flirt. Good advice, actually. And then Andrina sits down and says, hey, we're back. No kidding. 
She said, I hope we're not interrupting. And Stephanie says, not at all. We need to get out of here. Well, she whispers it to her. <laughs> I know. But it was good. And then they bail hard. Well, and the funny thing is, by cutting it the way they did it made it look more dramatic and rude than it probably was. Like, I think they'd they probably been there for, for quite a decent yeah. amount of time. And it wasn't as shocking as just, like, walking in and then walking out yeah. would have been. So then it shows the girls outside briefly, and Stephanie says, oh my god, that guy totally has a girlfriend. A living girlfriend. Yeah. So then we go to back to Santa Monica, and Spencer and Wild Bill are walking down... Um, I don't know... They're not walking down Santa Monica Pier. They're walking down that long, like, biking and running path that runs from Venice to Santa Monica. And I forget what the technical name of it is, but... Mm. So they're talking about Steamboat Springs and the ocean is beautiful and how California has some cowboy history, too. Well, I also don't get that there's, like, kind of some discussion about, like, how different it is and how out of place wild bill kind of is yeah but steamboat springs like i had a friend that lived there it's like a snowboarder town yeah. like it's a full of hipsters and yeah. like skater dudes and venice beach is not that different no yeah not at all and actually these ski towns in colorado are quite moneyed you know they're not as dense as la obviously but you know yeah anyway so then wild bill says so what are your intentions with heidi and Spencer says, you know, when I think of Heidi, I think of happily ever after. I've never met anyone as special as her, and I won't. Which is very sweet and a nice thing to say to someone's parent. And then there's just some, like, kind of man-to-man chatter back and forth. And Wild Bill says, well, that's why God invented Colt 45s. Meaning, like, don't mess with my daughter. And... um. Then Wild Bill says, you know, the most important thing is to have your family supporting you, and Darlene will come around. And Spencer says, well, I already know the repercussions of hurting Heidi, and you have no worries about my intentions with her. I want to marry her. And then Wild Bill says, I wouldn't come after you. Just make sure that you treat her well and be there for her, and you'd be the loser if you lost Heidi. And Spencer says that is a true statement. And then Wild Bill says, and remember that your father-in-law carries a big gun. Um, I zoned out for most of this because I was too distracted by, A, again, his clothing choice. Everyone else, like, running by, walking around, pretty, like, lightly dressed. He's, again, wearing a very heavy outfit. Yep. Um, And I want someone out there, this is probably not our target audience, to explain to me (laughs) why cowboys and Western people think that cowboy boots are tough and badass because they are just high heels for men. I know. That's all they are. They are high heels for men. They do not look macho to me. They actually look very feminine to me. So I don't get it. Like I do, I will never understand it. I will never understand why cowboys think cowboy boots are tough. You're fucking wearing high heels. They even have a pointy toe. Yeah. I know. I mean, I could see like some work boots or maybe some fry boots being a little manlier, yep. but I totally agree. Yep. I, I've, ne- I've always thought that cowboy boots were feminine. Cowboy boots are very footloose to me. The Lo- movie? Yeah. yeah. Lori Singer. Well, with her red my boots. My red boots. Yeah. yeah. My dad hates these boots. I wanted to, I would have worn those when I was a child because I probably would have wanted to look just like that. So that's where we end things in Santa Monica. And then we go to People's Revolution. <laughs> and, oh man so Lauren's hair looks really pretty 
Yes, it did. So instead of doing one twist on one side, she did two twists on the same side. And I really, I'm going to try and do that. It looked really pretty. Will you help me? Sure. Okay, great. I need to come in and get my hair done soon anyway. So Stephanie is late. There was some traffic on the 10 or an accident, apparently. What's interesting is that she didn't call and say, you know, I'm stuck in traffic. There's an accident on the 10. Well, she didn't say she was late. She said it took forever. Yeah. So it's possible that she wasn't late and that it just like took her forever to get there. Yeah, I guess so. I find it interesting that Lauren's there and Stephanie is coming in after her, but maybe she's an afternoon intern. Who knows? So then Lauren just dives right in and says, I have to talk to you about the other day when Kelly was in the office. Kelly did know about what happened with the photo shoot and Smashbox, and she wasn't happy. She was concerned that she doesn't have the time to train somebody right now. I went off in my head because it's like, yeah, you, Lauren, you fucking pussy. And don't Just, blame Kelly. No, don't blame Kelly and make Stephanie accountable. Like if you are going to really, if you're friends with her and you want to help her and you want to help her in her career, she needs to know that she has to focus at work and not be a dumb airhead. Yeah. Like just say like, I'm sorry you fucked up. You know, you fucked up. Like I, I'm going to have to let you go. Yeah. So then Stephanie starts to cry. And Lauren says she doesn't think she can have you work here anymore. And Stephanie asks, I'm being fired even though I'm interning. And then Lauren looks at her and Lauren does look like she feels bad. She says, don't be upset. And Stephanie is wiping her tears and says, it just sucks. And Lauren says that she's really sorry. And Stephanie says, it's hard, you know, when you mess up and have to face the consequences. And Lauren says, it's just the situation right now. Like, she's trying to make it seem like the office just doesn't have this much room for interns right now. And that's a total crock. And she also is like, I'll find you another job. I'm like, what kind of horrible person are you that you would hoist Stephanie on somebody? Well, and quite honestly, Lauren's doing Stephanie a huge disservice by not telling her the truth. That's what I'm saying. I know. That's what I said. She needs to say, Stephanie, you need to take internships seriously if you do want to move up and become something more than an intern. That's all you need to say. You don't need to say you're a dumbass and you fucked up royally. Now, because I have yet to watch Made in Chelsea, does she work? Oh, I don't know. Or is her job just being on Made in Chelsea? I would imagine they all have fake jobs on that show too, huh? I don't know. Right now, at least from Instagram, I know that Stephanie, I believe she's still on Made in Chelsea, and then she's doing this whole, like, nutrition by Steph thing. Oh, all right. I almost got you some for your birthday last year, (laughs) but then it felt like a mild insult, and I would have had to pay to ship it from the UK. Yeah, no, do not do that. Well, and I don't need to buy you more, like, protein bars and supplements. I think you're good. So then Stephanie says, so should I go right now? And Lauren says, well, don't stay if you're upset. Don't say it all. You just got fired. Why didn't you fire her the other day? Why did you make her come into work only to be fired seconds later? Or why didn't you call her and say, by the way, I had a meeting with Kelly after you left the other day. Like, make something up. Yeah. Why did you bring her in to do that other than to film it? So then Lauren gives her a hug and says, I'm really sorry. And Stephanie leaves. So then in the very next scene... This bothered me. This bothered me too. We go to Street and Vava Voom Stephanie breezes in wearing quite a halter top. Yeah. To have lunch with Heidi? 
So she's not looking like she's sad about being fired. No. It looks like one of those halter tops that's, it almost looks like the sir dress of yesteryear. Almost just like that, um, hers wasn't print, but it's like that same kind of silk looking fabric, very drapey with an entirely open back. It, it looked like she was going to a club. Yeah. Nope. Just having lunch. So then Stephanie says that she got fired. <clears throat> Lauren fired me. And when Heidi asks why, Stephanie says Kelly's sadistic. It's like a game that she had her, my friend fire me. And this bothered me because I feel like in her conversation with Lauren, she was at least taking culpability for her act. Like, you know, she was like, I know I messed up. I, I felt like she was sincerely yeah. kind of taking all that on. And then all of a sudden now she's changing the narrative again. And be like, Kelly's sadistic. And then, and then, and then, and it's like, no, you were a horrible employee. Yeah. And Lauren was your boss, and that's who should be firing you. Yeah. And then Heidi says, well, we'll find you something else. I'll keep my eyes out for you, which is all she can say, and it's a lie. And so then she tells her the story about the white tie affair and how the guy says that he has a girlfriend, and it made her, you know, die. And Heidi was like, well, that's too bad. I actually had a good week (laughs) after all of the Stacy mess, and my dad's in town, and things are going really good. Yeah, she's like, the first time in six months, I had a great week. Yep. So, basically, the entire season of Heidi and Spencer was a waste. Like, all the stuff with Stacy and all of that was just for nothing. The couples therapy, the Bible study, all of it. Yeah. Just a, a giant time suck. So then we go, presumably at the same time that... Stephanie is telling Heidi that she got fired. Lauren is having lunch with Lo, talking about how she fired Stephanie. At La Mille Coffee Boutique. Ooh. Um, So then Lauren says that Stephanie cried, and she was very surprised that Stephanie cried. And Lauren says, I feel like I told her that her boyfriend cheated or something. And then Lo says, well, she put you in a tough spot, and you did what you had to do. Which is true. Except that Lauren did it really poorly, and she lied. Well, you're missing the biggest part of this, is that Lauren lies and says, I don't know if I've ever made anyone cry before. Really? Because you made Heidi cry. Really? Because you've made Audrina cry. Yeah. Fuck you, Lauren. You made a bunch of people cry. On camera. Yeah. Good point. I'm trying to think if she made anyone on Laguna Beach cry. Diana, take to Twitter. I bet she did. So, then we, in our final scene of the episode, we go to Santa Monica Pier and Heidi and Spencer are getting into the giant Ferris wheel, which I did visit when I was in LA nice. and I did do the Santa Monica pier. I have a picture of the Ferris wheel. I didn't ride it. It's quite expensive. And I was mad about it. All those Ferris wheels are expensive and they're stupid. Yeah. Like the one we did in Orlando, it was like $25 a person. Yeah. The one at Santa Monica pier was like 15 bucks a person. And I really wanted to do it so I could send like post a selfie or something. But then I was like, I'm not, no. <laughs> yeah. That could like buy me a taco and an Uber home. I'm not doing that. so then so I think I've read about this before but the Ferris wheel's empty they're the only people on it which is kind of that's kind of fun and Heidi says ooh how romantic so as they go up in the Ferris wheel it looks cold and Heidi says she's cold she also calls him Spencey yes she does and I cringed it was cringeworthy she said Spence Spencey Spence doesn't bother me as much as Spencey It's no shorter than Spencer, and it makes you sound like a child. Yep. So then the Ferris wheel stops, and Heidi is confused as to why it's stopping, and Spencer says, your man knows people. And I wrote, yeah, 
production. Yeah. <laughs> MTV, know MTV. Know, MTV knows people. So Spencer talks about how he went on a walk with her dad and he asked for permission to marry Heidi. And Heidi makes a joke and says, oh, did he cut your throat? Spencer's sitting here talking to you, so no. And Spencer says, no. He said, yes. And I think we should try this marriage thing again. And Heidi says, well, marriage made everything worse. True story. Kind of did. And then Spencer says, no, I think it's going to make us better and stronger. So then this is where things really go off the rails and piss me off. And this is all scripted and nonsense. And Heidi says, well, we have a lot of steps to take before we get married again. So they can't decide whether they're married or not. It's really odd. And she says, you need to apologize to my mom and to Lauren. Excuse me. Since when has Lauren ever been a condition to anything about Heidi and Spencer getting married? Well, she actually says, you need to talk to Lauren. And I said, why? I'm like, why does he have to talk to Lauren? You don't talk to Lauren, Heidi. Why does he have to talk to Lauren? Yeah. You haven't seen her since you were on the boat or whatever, right? Yeah. The casino party. And you already married him in Mexico and it had nothing to do with Lauren. So I have a note about that for our next episode. So then Heidi says that she wants the big princess wedding. And he says, I love you more than anything. I'm prepared to do it all. I'm going to make peace with Lauren. I'm going to work hard with your mom. And I think the only thing that we're missing is a legitimate ring. And he brings out a ring box from his pocket and he like shakes it in the air like a maraca. And he says, Heidi, will you marry me for real with the big wedding and everything? And she says with this ring, yes, I will. Which brings me to a note. I looked up the ring. So this ring is a canary diamond with two diamonds on either side, white diamonds on either side. And I found a website that is pretty awful. And they look at like celebrity rings and try and figure out how many carrots they are. Heidi has said in a TV interview that the ring is six carats. It didn't look that big to me. See, you are amazing. This website dissected the crap out of the ring and said... Wait, this- let me guess. I want to guess. Okay. Um, I would say maybe... Are we talking total weight or just the canary stone? Center stone. Okay. I'm going to go center stone three and a half carats and then maybe one carat on each side stone. You win. You are incredible. Yay! You're like that girl in True Beverly Hills who earns the diamond (laughs) badge. So this website said that at best, Heidi calls it six carats because that's total Total weight. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they, there was, it's really hard to Google the ring and there's more knowledge about her first ring, which that purple stone that Spencer got at that store, which gets into some more house cleaning and research that I did that will continue to roll out over the next few episodes. But that ring, Heidi actually bought it. And Spencer was just there to pick it up. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. So there's that. So Heidi freaks out at this yellow canary diamond ring. And he says, do you like it? And she says, it's my favorite thing in the entire world. This makes up for a lot. I hate that. I had so much problem with that because basically she is now saying, because you bought me this expensive ring that I can show off to my non-existent friends, um, like all is forgiven and my life is amazing. And any of you out there who have ever gotten an expensive anything knows that it changes nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Well, and it's one of the things that I hate about pretty much every Real Housewives franchise is this like, this chronic joke of like, 
oh, well, all he has to do is buy me jewelry or, you know, like they, they have this like materialism that I can't stand. Like Lisa Vanderpump has that in spades and I can't, it's one of the things I hate about her. So then Heidi says, you know, this means till death do us part. There is no such thing as divorce. And Spencer, he actually looks kind of terrified and he just smiles and says, I don't even know what divorce means. And that's where we end. And that's it. And we did not get scenes for the next. Nope. Um, but we're about to watch it and tell you all about it. So we'll talk to you in a week. <sighs> and that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Frankly B. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at franklymareb at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Mare B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time. <laughs>